You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Good morning, designers. Welcome to Red Robin, home of the gourmet burger. This is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 41 for the week of August 18th, 2014. I am David T. Cole, and I'll be your waiter tonight. Can I interest you in some bottomless fries to start? (laughs) And I'm here with Appalachian Little Abner Barbie, Sarah D. Bunting. It's a motherfucking walk-off, y'all. Down Market Corporate Sponsor, Tara Ariano. You have to get your models to the Wet n' Wild Makeup Studio. And Tim Gunn's John T. Pocket Square, (laughs) Jessica Morgan. I have concerns. Let us all welcome back to the show for the first time in like almost a year, Jessica Morgan. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Of course, we have Jessica, who is one half of the editorial board of Go Fug Yourself. That's true. Because we are talking about Project Runway, which you just reminded us when you arrived, you will be at this show at Fashion Week very soon. Yes, and probably like two weeks, actually, because it is on a Friday. Crazy. It is crazy. Is it all, is it just all decoys now? Yes, it's brutal. <laughs> this is what we were talking about. So sorry. <laughs> but it's a thousand hours long. Yeah, because back in the day it was great. You'd go see it and it would be three people who were mm. in the finals and one person who had just gotten cut and that one person would usually sort of sell it. Now, because of the way it works, they don't want to spoil you, but they're so early on in the season that you really do see like eight bogus runway shows and... For one thing, like half of these people don't give a shit and they're sort of pissy about having been eliminated, I think, and they kind of sort of phone it in. Um, but it, it's sort of funny to try and tell who is real and who isn't from their, like... <laughs> the Project One Way end time metagame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where if they're like crying and they're like, this is for my mom, you know they're in. And if they show up and they're like, whatever. <laughs> like, right. Well, that guy is not in this anymore. But yeah, it's, it's like a two hour long show now. And it's the same like hold music over and over again. And it's a little oh, bit Oh, I didn't realize that. They yeah. don't even each get their own music? No. It oh, God, is that is madness. The same 20 second temp file no. Project Runway music. Oh, yes. oh, that's awful. And everyone is slowly driven and insane as we sit in there it's actually really fun to go but like 20, until the end 20 minutes and you're like oh god yeah when we were uh being courted by bravo for twop they invited us to one of them which was what like early on right and it was the one it was the one where there were four sh- people showing and they all were legitimately right in the final that's yeah. what i was gonna say yeah yeah it that's was exciting mm-hmm. yeah it was i didn't understand a, a, a what was going on? I mean, I knew it was a fashion show, but I didn't really understand the mechanics of the competition because I hadn't watched the show to that point. But uh, it was fun. Well, part of the problem... Watching the seating was more exciting It, that, it really us, was, yeah. I think it was. Anthony Michael oh, Hall yeah. took Austin's scarlet seat <gasps> or some shit. Yep. And that was like the most excitement. And, and then the clothes start coming out. We're like, oh, well, that wasn't And uh, what's her face? Elizabeth Hackensack, whatever her name is from... Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck was there. <laughs> 
and uh yeah we were and um she was very like just annoyed all the time she maybe that's just her sitting face i don't know but she's yeah. resting annoyed face <laughs> yes <laughs> it's always the thing is now that they have it so early no one who is there to cover it the way like you know we're there covering it for new york magazine and um our friends tom and lorenzo are there covering it for their blog and they're you know we're usually around other sort of journalist types as well but because it's so early in the season, half the time we're not exactly sure what everybody's name is. Right. So I will be like looking over at the person next to me, being like, "Who's who's that?" <laughs> I think I think her name's Laurel. Are you really okay? Sure. <laughs> like some of them you know, and some of them you're like, "That guy." I still don't even know who that person is. <laughs> so Sarah, you have been writing about the site for previously, or writing about the show for previously TV. Yes, I have. Why do you know everyone's names? Um. No, ish. <laughs> ish, probably. You know the like people that you like. If you gave me a list of names and a list and like a row of their pictures, I could match right. them mostly. Mm-hmm. I think I there's maybe a Christine could. that I'm kind of like, oh right, like I have to eliminate like Christine and Samantha. I'm getting confused. Yes, there's a Samantha. She's the one from uh, yeah. Texas. She's like sort of um, she has long dark hair, oh, and a she, lip ring. I think she's the one bangs. who looks like Amanda, but it's not Amanda. Sort of, I guess. Long hair, really long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the conversation Heather and I have <laughs> silently during the show. <laughs> I like her. I like Samantha. I like Christine too. She doesn't look like a Christine. That's part of it. That seems like yeah. a weirdly no, she old ladyish name for her. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm curious to know if you already have who you think your final, the, the final three will be. Oh gosh. Well, I feel like Amanda, unfortunately, is getting a finalist edit. Mm. Um, which I don't get. I have extremely strong objections to the overpraising of her work in the last two weeks, especially since, um, as someone on our forums pointed out, actually, it's the same as the, um, what's her name, Alexandra with the drop crotch pants. Yep. Like she keeps going back to the same style well, and it's not cute to start with yep. or whatever. I don't have an editorial eye. I'm wearing a star shirt and striped shorts what do i know <laughs> except wait patriotic. i know that's ugly it's just fringe it's not cute yeah i don't know i don't get it well i think part of the problem this season is as what with what happens with a lot of shows like this is that eventually the well of contestants runs really dry like the early seasons had really really talented people and and so it was you know you saw stuff that was like legitimately good but now i think it's a little bit more diluted but the judges are still they can't be like, well, this all sucks. None of you are talented. So they have to they have <laughs> that's to for us at home to do. Yes. They have to find something good to praise. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why Nina Garcia seems delightfully to me crabby this season. Like she has no patience for any of this BS anymore. And I think it's because she's just at a point where she's seen it just looks like, you know, as Tim Gunn would say, student work more often than not, in a way <laughs> that it didn't used to. Well, yeah. I think they also get less time though. Yes. Now. Oh yeah. That's totally yes, part of so the problem. So many one day challenges. I know. And I think if it was like back in the day, I was watching an old rerun of, um, I guess it was season one. They'd be like, you have three days for this challenge. Yeah. And they turned out really amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of think, I guess it's a budgetary reason, but I do think it has affected the quality of the show. Yeah. Also, you always hear about contestants in these type of shows that, you know, this is, I finally did it. I, I, uh, you know, uh, put my application in every year and this is the year that I got in. It's like, well, all right. I mean, if you failed seven times and you got in on the eighth time, you're probably not really show material. 
to me. Uh, how you guys doing on your fries? You're okay? And uh, <laughs> you need some you know, more fries? Anybody? I had the... Robin. <laughs> in the first episode this season when they said Red Robin, I was like, there must just be some fashion brand called Red Robin that I've never heard of. I thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> but no, it's Red Robin, the burger yeah, I was store. Like, what could be less appropriate? I was trying to come up with a list of sponsors that would be like... <laughs> Weirder, like um, Halliburton, NASA, John Deere, <laughs> Purdue Chicken, <laughs> Purdue Chicken, not Tyson, has to be not Purdue. Tyson, yeah. Purdue. <laughs> I wish it was Purdue Chicken. That'd be amazing. God, frankly, they'd sing the song. I mean, at least with that, you can do like feather fashion. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and I was like, Red Robin must have just offered them an immense amount of money. Oh yeah, because dump truck. Beep beep. Brand wise, it makes zero sense. None. And this hair, whatever the hair brand is, I've never heard of them either. And did you see that guy that they trotted out? His title was like, um, like vice president of brand renewal or something yeah. like that. It was such a like <laughs> bullshit title, and it was something you would see on AMC's The Pitch. Yes, you know, it, it was. was just like oh, this is a good idea. What if we uh, reinvigorate the brand by uh, taking this burger joint and putting it on a high fashion TV reality uh, show where they have men, and then the challenge is men's old suits. For no reason that has anything to do with yeah. burgers or red or robins. I feel really badly for these story producers right now who are like, mm-hmm. how are we going to make this make sense? Okay. Yeah. Um, it just is a strange fit. Well, let's talk about this episode speaking of a strange fit. Because as Sarah said, Amanda is getting the winner edit for doing the same dress over and over. This is just, an, to me, was another version of... The last thing she won with, with the unconventional materials challenge, where it also had a whole bunch of tassel-y sort of things hanging down. But this, to me, just looked like budget Anna Sui yeah. from 1994. Mm-hmm. And that was last week's challenge. <laughs> like, this is that was not what she was supposed to be doing, and it was hideous. And those patterns did not look good together. No. And the fringe was really unnecessary. I thought Keeney was robbed. Anyone else? I also kind of thought Keeney was robbed. Agreed. I feel like I spent a lot of time during the show not even really focusing on the clothes anymore, which is sort of a shame. <laughs> Although maybe it's kind of a... Well, you're not being given much no. to focus on. It's like the Bunimurization of it. Yes. And totally. I think back in the day, we really got to look at, like, you know, Austin Scarlett taking hours to make a dress out of corn husks, mm-hmm. and that was awesome. And now we're focusing... And I understand why they're doing this, because they, they, you know, they need drama, but, like... All this like crazy mean girl stuff where they pick someone they hate every season. I just think it's boring. Like that's yeah. not the reason I want to watch this show. Just because it's on Lifetime doesn't mean it also has to be dance moms. Like yeah. leave them leave them wherever they are, Pennsylvania. Well and unfortunately this year the designated like underdog bully E is someone that I would enjoy bullying. Fucking annoying. I don't mind the worst. her at all. Oh, I, I hate like her. I'm the only person who feels this way. I hate her so much. Worse. Well, no. Second no. worst. The worst no. is gone. Angela, Angela was the worst. The worst. Ugh. Her, I couldn't stand. Oh I would have God. slapped her across the face. But in her very first interview, she was she was crying. Like, why are you here? You cannot handle this at all. I thought it was very telling that when Tim Gunn escorted her out, he was kind of like, well, I don't think this was good this for was you. This was not the place for you, <laughs> and it wasn't. Sweet Tim. Tim was kind of like, I am worried about your mental health. <laughs> okay, defend Sandia then. I don't, I just, I think, I don't mean to put it that no. combatively. I'm, now I'm bullying you really, really I know, bad. I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> it I gets better, Jessica. Never speak to me like that again, <laughs> exactly. says Jessica, flipping oh, me off. That's right. <laughs> um, I think, nope. I think it's more that just, I 
find it a tiresome trope of the show that there's always like one sad designer that everybody picks on. And like, I just think it's boring. And it makes me defensive of her, even if I don't really like her, just because I think the rest of them are being such bitches. Yeah. Like, shut up and keep your eye on your own sewing. And who gives a shit? Yeah. And I think they were all big babies when she won the first challenge. And the truth of the matter was, I think she's the only person there who, even if you don't like it, that did have a point of view. Even if you thought it was ugly. She, Which I did. I understand. I actually kind of liked it. I knew she was going to win the instant that walked out there. Hmm. And I thought she was going to win the other one. She won too. Because the rest of them are really, I think they're kind of, um, I just feel like she at least is sort of taking a chance. And even if you think the chance is stupid and ugly, at least she has a point of view. <laughs> I do think that she kind of got screwed over by being in a team challenge in the second week. Yes. Because she's not someone who anyone wants to be on a team with. And she doesn't want to be on a team with anyone else either. Can I just say reality shows of this ilk don't have team challenges for the first, like, month of your show. It's unfair. Yeah, it is unfair. Um, But yeah, she really bugs the crap out of me. And I also thought that moment where she was like, never speak to me like that again. Like, if you can't handle someone calling you a bitch, maybe don't be in fashion. I'm sorry. Like, that's something you should probably hear a thousand times a day. Yeah. I mean, I think she should have just given, like, flipped him off or something. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that he was being particularly malicious. Like, maybe a little, but it's... It was like the one time that guy was not actually pissed at her. He was just joking around. Like, enjoy that you're being teased. Get over it. That's that's his way of showing love. It's like being in a roast, you know. But he doesn't love her. He no, hates he that girl. He does hate her, and, and he is a dick. He was being especially babyish that week, yeah. this week too, because it was like he was acting like everybody else got beautiful material. Yeah. He was the only one that got screwed over. Like, no, it, there's nothing she could have given you that you would have been happy yeah. with. They all were ugly. Yeah, these are all hideous. I don't know what you thought you were going to get. Yeah, she gave herself the big br- bird suit. Like, yeah, she she didn't really give herself much of an advantage either. No. So, I don't know. I think I'm more defensive of her because I hate the other people. That, <laughs> that's fair. But, Sarah, you're with me. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I, and I also think that she... I think the judges are glad that she has a point of view, but I think part of their praise of her is also being afraid that they're going to be accused of not getting it culturally. So, they're just like, this is really forward-thinking and fresh, and it's like... Well, okay, it's Pepto Pink with a jetpack on it. Like, don't make me side with fucking Karina. <laughs> but you know what? Nina Garcia goes to Fashion Week 28,000 times a year. She sees, like, crazy-ass shit. So, like, I don't think Nina Garcia ever feels like people are going to think I don't get this. Yeah. I think she... Now, Heidi is a different story. And the guests might be a different story. But I I don't think that Nina would really do that. She has seen some whack-ass stuff <laughs> on the runway. I think when that thing turned around and she saw that you could sit in it, she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is actually some thought was put into yeah. this. It wasn't my favorite. I thought Emily got robbed that week. I don't even remember what everybody else did, to she be honest did with the, you. Emily did the jumpsuit that was like looked like it either was or looked like leather with the, like the hood. Oh yeah, that was all right. I like her actually. I like her a lot. And that was another thing that I thought about when you said they're so bitchy all the time. That that week, not this one, not the most recent one where they had to remake men's suits the week before. Where that that was one where they actually showed a lot of clips of the designers saying nice things yeah. about each other behind their backs for a change and I thought when that was happening like it's really refreshing yeah. like it's in, that's more interesting to me to think to hear like what they think is strong in each other's yeah. designs rather than that's bullshit I don't get it. Well and the truth is like I am not someone who is against a bitchy reality show. I watch everything on Bravo. Sure. So like <laughs> this is not outside of my wheelhouse. I just kind of yeah. think like this show used to be about stuff that's more interesting than just picking at each other. Yeah. 
Like, when was the last time that the in the Lifetime era that they had a winner that everyone all agreed was really good? I mean, like, who can even remember who won last season? Yeah. I don't. Me neither. Who did win last season? I don't even remember who was... Oh. Seth Aaron won All-Stars, right? Sure. Right. And then before that, was it Michelle or was there another season oh, in between? Michelle. I don't even know who Michelle is. She was Am- Amanda's friend. She was from Amanda's pr- pr- first season. See, I I'd like-, like to beat her with Amanda. Yeah, Sarah right. hated her. I think that was the last non-All-Star season. But see, like, I go, I, I like <laughs> saw these lines in person and it's like in one eye and out the other. She had like round tattoos on her forearms. Oh, I do remember the tattoos. Yeah. Oh, she's like a sort she's of a from small, the Pacific Northwest little, um, Cor- She's from Portland and she had that pool filter fascinator on at the finale. Yes. I don't remember that I'm still mad. Still mad. <laughs> Hateful like Bunsy's back. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, you were saying? Um, I like Dimitri. But... Oh, I liked Dimitri too, but his line was terrible. Yeah. And it's also like, I really had to think for a minute. Like, they don't, I feel like they don't have a style. Like, if I saw a Jay McCarroll yes. skirt, I would still know what it is. Yeah. Yes. Years later, yes. if I saw a Christian Siriano, like maybe, but if you someone's would. like, oh, that's a Siriano, I'd know what that is. Yeah. You would totally recognize it. He still does very big ball gowns. Even Leanne, I mean, yeah. she she had a very distinctive eye and style. But you think about like back in the day, there was one season that was like Santino and Christian. Mm-hmm. And is that also the season that had... Was that season two? No, Christian wasn't in that season. Okay, but Christian like, was four or five. Oh, I think. No, I th- yeah, maybe the, four. The, the final in the in the year that Santino was in was that was the year that Chloe won. Oh yeah, and Di- what's his name? Daniel Daniel Vosovich. Yes, and Andre. Whatever happened to Andre? I know. Oh, Andre. And someone and who else? I forget was in the final, but I think it was I think it was Chloe, Daniel, and Santino were the final three. Maybe Andre was fourth. But it's like, or even you think of the first season where like. Austin Scarlett didn't even make the freaking final. Like, I know. that's crazy. The level that they used to have, I think, was just more interesting. Yeah. I'm also still mad about that, too, for the record. Can pepper. If you rewatch the first season of Runway, it is so good. <laughs> it is so good. I Morganza. have watched it again. It's so good. And, like, Wendy Pepper is such an organically great yes. villain. She is terrible and you can tell she's not faking it either no that's just how she is and then when she showed up later for all stars i was kind of like oh wendy pepper like my i'd love to hate you yes she was great yeah like that is what this season is missing is like an or really organic personalities and i don't know if it's just casting or the fact that magical elves isn't doing it anymore and i think that sometimes buna murray tends to go to like archetype characters because you know from years of the real world and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's easier yeah, it's like they don't know where the drama actually is in the situation. And the situation, like, it, all right, putting the models on their own little, like, Remora show was a mistake. But I thought that the model picking and that whole yes, part of it yeah. was pretty important. And I sort of missed it. I missed that because if you look at, like, you mentioned um, Emily's outfit from last week, which I liked it, but her model so sold that for her absolutely for sure yes and And like like, the drama with morganza and like mm -hmm. that couture yellow plaid hoo-ha that jeffrey had that everyone's like i don't get it and i'm like (laughs) his model is like a water bug she's like 88 percent leg she stomped the shit out of that thing yeah and i thought that was a key part of like 
the overall, like it's not just sewing, it's not just design, it's fashion, it's project runway and how it looks on the runway is important and your model's a big part of that. And that element is gone. And And it's not like they don't have time. Well, that's what I was going to say. This all was happening when the show was still only an hour long. Yeah. Now there's so much filler. It was just a tighter show back in the day. But I'll never, I feel like I'll never stop watching. Me neither, clearly. There's no No, way, there's nothing they could do that would make, that would make me stop because I just love seeing the final product so much. Yum. Tara, for the benefit of people that may just be joining the podcast, can you please uh, explain the next segment for them? Oh, certainly. Well, speaking of um, reality competitions and uh, seeing the final product, my niece, Olivia Kwan, every week reviews Sci-Fi's Face Off and the form of an interview with her mother, my sister. Let's hear what Liv thought of episode four. Hi, Livy. Hi, Mom. We just finished watching episode four of Face Off. Yeah. And there were two challenges this week, a mini challenge and then the main challenge. Can you tell me a little bit about the mini challenge? They were making superheroes. Who's your favorite superhero? Um, Wonder Woman. How come? She's a girl like me. Oh. And I like her outfit. That's, those are two very good reasons. Can you tell me a little bit about the main challenge this week? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Can you describe the main challenge for me? Sure. So, they were making tree people. And they... It wasn't just tree people. They had... What's it called again? Maladies. They had maladies. Do you remember what maladies means? Sickness. Good. And every tree had a malady. And my favorite malady, my favorite tree was the silk floss. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember the name, so yeah. It was silk floss. And Kaylin and... George. George yeah. did that one. So this challenge was a team challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teams of two. Yeah. I like, there was a really, really funny part. What was the funny part? Well, Kaylin asked George, is there anything else I need to add to it? Uh, no. And George said, uh, I don't think so. Maybe we can just dance for a little. It was funny. Yeah. That was cute. That's good. <laughs> funny dance. So who is the winner this week? It was Jason. Yes. And who is his partner? Doc. And what, what tree did they do? Um, She's checking her notes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they did bristle pine cone. The bristle cone pine? Yeah, the bristle cone pine. And what was the malady for that one? Lightning that struck it and then... It turns into a lava explosion. That's what it looked like to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it yeah. on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> and do you think the right person won? No. Who would you have picked? I would have chosen Kaylin. Yeah. Theirs was my favorite one. Yeah. I but- liked how there were flowers coming down on it. And the vines were cool. They did, like... Fine necklace, which was nice, mm-hmm. and then leafy skirt. Yep. 
Oh, I liked Sasha and Stella's a lot. Yeah. What did they do? White Bert Birch. Yeah. Well, thank you very much again for talking to me about Face Off this week. You're welcome. And I'll see you. Uh, we can talk about it again next week. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Can I listen? <laughs> <laughs>time to go around the dial everybody's bringing something about tv to the table we're going to start with tara um dave and i flew to england a lot over uh-huh. the past five or so weeks and we watched a series two of utopia um the channel for conspiracy end of the world apocalypse disease vaccine show is that a good summary i think that's the official subtitle mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and as I wrote about it on the site last week, uh, this is a show that really brings out my own um, crazy. It, it, <laughs> the idea behind the terrible conspiracy that is awful is that the world is overpopulated and that if something very drastic doesn't happen to curtail overpopulation, then everyone is going to die. And so there's a lot of scenes where people are making really excellent cases for this position, even though they're the bad guys at the end of your like. They're hmm. kind of right. I mean, <laughs> I don't. So the season finale opens with this guy who's got all of this is spoilers, by the way. I'm trying to be as vague as possible, but he has he has disease that he's supposed to be spreading in order to effectuate phase one of this whole conspiracy plan. And so he's waiting at a bus station and he meets um, this woman and her son and he asks her some pretty tough questions. And we have a clip. Why did you have him then? Sorry. Nothing uses carbon like a first-world human, yet you created one. Uh, Why? Why would you do that? He will produce 515 tons of carbon in his lifetime. That's 40 trucks worth. Having him was the equivalent of nearly 6,500 flights to Paris. You could have flown 90 times a year, there and back nearly every week of your life, and still not have the same impact on the planet as his birth had. Yeah, but I don't think... Not to mention the pesticides, detergents, the huge quantity of plastics, the nuclear fuels used to keep him warm. His birth was a selfish act. It was brutal. You have condemned others to suffering. In fact, if you really cared, what you'd do is cut his throat open right now. Excuse me? Or I could do it for you. I could take out the knife... Make an incision in his neck. Walk away. I'd get my coach over there, and you would have done more than your bit for the future of humanity. I could do it now. But look at me chatting. I think they're about to leave. I hope he gets over that flu. But maybe he just shouldn't. That's a good point. Sarah. Jesus. Wow. Oh, time for another Tara update. Tara is a terrible human being. Sarah, what do you got for us? Well, I never thought that talking about Rectify would be a (laughs) pick-me-up. We are. Um, I am actually uh, going to just complain that it doesn't look like they got any Emmy nominations. That's Um, terrible. Which is fine. 
especially in the case of Clayne Crawford, who is absolutely killing it as Ted Jr., his ability to be this, like, petty, rage-filled, horribly sad and sympathetic character is really amazing. And I'm almost glad he's not nominated this year so that he can't get put in the wood chipper that is going to be Brian Cranston. Um, but, he, they, this might be this season is probably not eligible because it's on so late. So it might be next year if he's if he's going to be nominated. So oh, I'm sure case, this be... season they'd be nominated from last year for this Emmys. I think. Yeah, I can't remember. I think they finished in the spring, so that might have been last year. So they might yeah. might be a weird nominating eligibility thing. So I will let it go this time, but the 2015 (laughs) Emmys better cover that entire cast with roses because they're absolutely killing it. And there's some like weird writing and timing issues just with the show generally. Like just not a lot of time has passed in that universe. It's been, I'm going to say two months. Mm Mm-hmm. Something like that. And it's, you know, we're entering, what, month 18 of the show being on? Something like that? Yeah. But the, I mean, the company sells it. So I am beginning Clayne Crawford's Emmy campaign now for 2015. I support you. Thanks. Has anybody here heard of a thing called Kindle Worlds? No. No. All right. So Kindle Worlds is a license from Amazon. It's on the Kindle, obviously. And what they've done is they've officially licensed television properties and movies, but we're talking about television, so that they can then sell fan fiction based on that TV show. Oh, this. (laughs) Do not get me started on freaking Amazon. That's pretty smart. So it's about a year and a half ago they started this. And this study just came out recently about its its success, its usage, and compared to actual, like, fan fiction sites on the internet, it is, like, night and day. This site, the Amazon site, is getting very little uh, pickup versus something like fanfiction.net, I think it is, or maybe .org, and basically it's kind of a dud because, obviously, when you're dealing with official licenses, there's a whole bunch of things you can't do. You know, you can't have... (laughs) your slash fiction and you can't, you oh, know, then it's not a good idea. Then you can only have this character interact with that character. You can't do a crossovers probably on all this sort of stuff. So I want to do a little dabbling, but now I know that I can't use Kindle worlds for a leg up on the competition, <laughs> the erotic courtship of limp fetishist Anna Smith by the mysterious bachelor, John Bates. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bates. Surely you could hop over here a little faster, mute Anna. My lady, the only thing harder than walking down the servants' hall is my war-ready Kaiser Wilhelm. Oh, Mr. Bates, you do go on. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, what do you got for us? I God, I don't think I can follow up on a Down Abbey fan fiction, uh, but I will try. And in fact, what I'm going to talk about is kind of like fan fiction on television. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching this show on ABC called The Quest. Yeah, we got through like uh, the the, The first two minutes. You guys, it's the craziest thing on TV right now. Explain. Okay, first of all, any show that opens up with the producers explaining to you how the show works has problems. Mm -hmm. It basically is these 12 people who are put in like a, they're calling it Ever Realm. And it's like, it's it's basically LARPing. It's basically yep. live action LARPing. But it's set up like um, a real, like a, like a reality show where you think there'd be a prize. 
they have to do all these things like, you know, they're living in an actual castle in the middle of Vienna or something. Everyone's in costume. It's like it's the Middle Ages. They're called paladins and they get quests. And they're like, this last week, the quest was they had to save the queen from being poisoned. So they had to go see a hag, like you do. The <laughs> hag, by the way, looked just like Miracle Max from uh, Princess Bride. And then they had to do things like um, race each other to get the the uh, ingredients for the antidote, blah, blah, blah. And it's incredibly expensive. Incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. It makes zero sense. <laughs> Everyone's taking it crazy seriously. Like, people will be like... Ah, I just want to be the hero of Everrealm, but I don't know how to make a dragon cry to get these dragon's tears. <laughs> and you're like, there are no dragons. Like, this is not a real thing. And the best part is there is no prize. Yeah. People get That's- voted off, but the winner is just the ultimate hero of Everrealm. Wait, not even a flagon of mead? No, nothing. No. And I'm like, you know what? You guys could have sold this. Like, I can make this work. I have notes. First of all... <laughs> At the end, you could give people doubloons, and it's mm-hmm. money. Yes. Second of all, what you do is, instead of taking 12, like, crazy earnest LARPers, take six earnest LARPers and six actors who are being evil, and they you don't know who's evil, and you don't know who's oh. good. Half of them are trying to kill the queen. Half yes. of them are trying to save the queen. You don't know who your enemy is. There you go. The Ye old mole. Yes. Yes. I just <laughs> solved your problem, ABC. You can send me a check. Oh. Everyone in this room is now Domer Domer. for having listened to it. (laughs) Tara, please explain why we are all Domer for having watched Under the Dome this week. Okay, so I think last week I talked about how there was all of a sudden now this tunnel under the dome and no one knows where it went and someone fell into it and they maybe blinked out of existence. This week we found out that is what happens when you jump into this chasm underneath the dome. You wake up in the middle of a playground in Zenith... And no one there seems to think it's weird that all of a sudden someone with all the spelunking gear is in the middle of, like, the slide. But anyway, he immediately goes to see his dad because he's got to get a message back to somebody in the dome. And not, for example, to anyone in the government to be like, why is it day 17 of everyone being under the dome according to a billboard in Zenith? And nobody, everyone is just going on about their lives as if this hasn't happened, like, down the road. It makes no sense. And also, we found out that the uh, the whole um, tunnel system that last week it was like, oh, yeah, it's probably a tunnel system that has to do with the old cement factory or something. One of the kids is like, yeah, that's never been there before. Why didn't that come up last week? <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, totally tunnels. But not only that, he actually says, I think the dome's making these tunnels. The dome is digging the tunnels. How is any of this possible, people say, as if the answer isn't always, cuz dome. Like, that's <laughs> the answer. The end. All right, everybody, it's time for the canon. Tara, you're bringing something to the canon this week. It's true. Oops, I just made it blink away. Okay. Um, Since our lead topic this week was Project Runway, I thought I should present a TV episode to the canon that focused on style. And since I already did the top model episode where Tyra Tyra flipped shit on Tiffany. The last one. Thank you. um, I decided to go with Clone High Season 1 slash Season Only. Episode 12, titled Makeover, 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 colon, The Makeover Episode. Spoiler alert, there are makeovers. So we're in the run-up to prom at Clone High, which means we open in the thick of promposal season. After a cute history joke involving Winston Churchill beheading Marie Antoinette with the blades of his showy helicopter and moving on to Anne Boleyn, get it, 
Joan of Arc offers her predictable, you can't fire me, I quit attitude with regard to prom. Abe is horrified by her refusenik stance. After all, prom is where we all move up a base, sex-wise. And this kicks off our A-plot, which is Abe getting obsessed for a reason he can't quite put his finger on with the idea of getting his lifelong platonic female friend excited about prom. Before long, and after frustrating his actual girlfriend Cleopatra's expectations for the most elaborate promposal the school and maybe the world has ever seen, he is calling Joan over to his house with a very surprising question. Abe, you, you mentioned an important prom decision that you made about me? That's right, Joan. I did, Joan. Joan, would you make me the happiest guy on earth and accompany me to... The mirror so I can give you a makeover so some other guy will go to prom with you? Oh, Abe, of course I'd love... Uh, make what now? Don't thank me yet. We got a lot of work to do. A lot of work. Uh, in what universe would I ever let you give me a makeover? In the universe where I care about you, Joan. God knows I should be busy planning a fancy way to invite Cleo to prom, but I can't get you out of my mind. I'm in your mind? We'll have to spend a lot of time alone together. Uh, alone? Together? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, Abe, I've been waiting for this moment in my whole life. Makeover! <laughs> I'm sorry, Abe. What was that? That sound you hear at the end is Abe doing a little arc welding because his vision for Joan's promposal-ready look combines what he sees in the magazines Cosmo, with a K, Med Journal News, and Sci-Fi Gore, and it's about as successful as you would imagine. <laughs> Joan, wait! You forgot your sexy vampire teeth! <laughs> so, Joan takes off, and Abe soon finds her at her thinking dock, and even though at this late stage of the season, Joan has realized that directing obscure student films only Freud understands, literally, and dressing in drag to save his basketball team are not enough to make Abe read between the lines and figure out what she thinks of him, and apparently saying it directly does not work either. Joan! Joan! Go away, <laughs> Abe! I used to feel good about myself, and then I met you! But Joan, you're so close. I can almost see the beauty that is locked away inside of you, hidden far, far below the surface where no one can see it. I don't want to be beautiful, Abe. I just want you. To get you a prom date. I'm two to three steps ahead of you, Joan. That's why I had these flyers made up. The home listener should know that the flyers Abe's made tout Joan for being Janine Garofalo-esque and for having good birthing hips, being shaved, and not being religious. <laughs> so later toots, um, Joan's clarinet-playing uh, blind foster father finds her crying in her room about Abe, and when she explains the situation, guess what? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? What? Hmm? Oh, please, God, no. So the only thing better than an episode with one makeover is two makeovers! And the only thing better than that is three makeovers. Great. It's crying. Just leave me alone. Just leave my boyfriend alone. Can you pass me my blush? Your what? The blush. It's makeup. You know, like what your mom throws at you when the vodka runs out? I never had a mom, okay? Joan... 
I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. You didn't have a mom. Oh. Uh, for a second there, I felt bad for you, even though everything's going great for me. Is that crazy? No, it's sympathy. You know, I may regret this, but I have some old lipstick I need to get rid of. You'd be doing me a favor if I could get rid of it on your face. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> so, the revelation about Joan's momlessness touches whatever semblance of a heart Cleo has, and she's excited to unveil the new Bad Sandy version of Joan to Abe. Joan is blasé about the whole thing at first. Joan? You look... Like a slutty teenage beach whore. Yeah, I know. You guys, I don't need to pretend to be someone else, you guys. No. Oh. <laughs> Do you like it? Like it? This changes everything. Joan, would you please come? Pile a list of guys you'd like to go to prom with. I mean, now I could get you a date with any guy in school. Maybe even... Abe! Through all this, Abe still hasn't actually promposed to Cleopatra yet, and his confusing feelings about Joan's sexy new look are even giving him inexplicable anxiety dreams. It's a classic teen love triangle. Our B story involves Gandhi, who's also excited for prom, particularly now that his testicles have descended, equipping him for dry humping. His dance team friend, irradiated Marie Curie, is very intrigued when he describes this activity, but he's oblivious to her broad hints because he's decided to punch above his weight. Unfortunately, the, his attractiveness to the less irradiated girls in his class is not quite commensurate with his confidence, and when he busts into the girls' locker room with tailored pitches, telling Catherine the Great to get off her high horse, for instance... His success rate is 0%. Unbeknownst to Gandhi, JFK overhears the rapid-fire rejections of Catherine, Ava Perone, and Susan P. Anthony and makes a secret bet with the handsome fella in the mirror that he can turn Gandhi into girl bait. But he's got his work cut out for him. Now listen, I'm going to help you get a prom date, but at this point your ass is neither round nor high enough to pull in the caliber of Betty I do. You let the dogs out, Jay Slaz. Well, <laughs> Let's start with that crap. Your Gandhi speaker's all wet. What? You can't touch this. Here, uh, read this. <clears throat> For supper, I want a party platter. No, no, no! <laughs> like this. For uh, supper, I uh, want a party platter. <laughs> For supper, I want a uh, party platter. <laughs> Quit looking so smug, pretty pants. Says who, you? No, says me, you! What's going on? Forget it, kid. No dry parking for you. Gandhi concentrates and pokes his butt oh, out. Oh, uh, supper. I want a party platter. Wait a minute. Throw some hers and ours in there. <laughs> What's your hurry? Foa. Sapa. Sapa. Ayure. Ayure. Want. Want. Ah. Ah. Party. Party. Platter. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Era. Makeover. Did I say three makeovers? I meant four makeovers. JFK turns Gandhi into GFK. Catherine the Great throws herself at him, but then the beautiful friendship between the FKs ends when JFK gets caught in a verbal trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, GFK, we've had some good times. 
Like the time I bet I could get that pathetic Gandhi a prom date. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell me I was a bet. Tell me! Look, champ, it started as a bet. But then I warmed to you, you knucklehead. Hey, you want one of my prom dates? Have a Bronte. Forget it. I am a, uh, no longer GFK. My name is Gandhi. A despondent Gandhi declares that JFK actually stands for just feigning kindness. Burn. Finally, our C story involves Principal Scudworth, who is getting excited about his plans to kidnap all the clones for a clone theme park called Cloney Island, obviously, when he's reminded that it's prom season with the latest installment of an obnoxious annual tradition. Stamos online, dude. Is it prom season already? He beat me out for prom king in high school, and every year he calls to rub it in. John! Good to hear from you. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Yeah, you won all right. Uh, say hi to Rebecca for me. <laughs> okay, sure. I will. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but stay <laughs> off! <laughs> Stamos's needling phone call just reminds Scudworth of all the many ways Stamos has surpassed him in life. Over and is feeling pretty good about his, the way his new look distracts from his unusually long torso when he gets a video call from the head of the board of shadowy figures who's just received that VHS tape about Scudworth's Cloney Island plans. The board is now coming to check on Scudworth on prom night! To be continued! Meanwhile, Gandhi's brief flirtation with popularity has made him realize that the perfect prom date was in front of him all along. Marie! Marie! Oh, I'm so glad I found you. I'm sorry I've been such a jerk lately, and I wanted to know if it's not too late. Will you go to the prom with me? Yes. Oh, thank God. Today I would have said yes, but now I know what an ass you are, so today my answer is no. I already have a date. Rock Hudson. He really knows how to treat a lady. Now I'll have to go... To be continued, and at last, Abe has put together a promposal involving him balancing on the back of a pack of tigers who are themselves balancing on top of a whale on a unicycle, obviously. But whom is he delivering it to? All right. I know this isn't a fancy or elaborate proposal, but you've always been the one for me. You're my friend and so much more. So I'm going to ask you to the prom by saying the words, Will you go to the prom with me, followed by your name. Ready? Okay. Will you go to the prom with me? Chocolate. <laughs> 
addition to its five makeovers, Makeover, 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 the Makeover episode has a lot to recommend it. The specificity of the gags about the clones are on point in a way that always made me describe it as Futurama for history nerds, both in, um, like I said, the specificity and also that you only really need to know one thing about each of the tertiary clones in order for those jokes to work. Uh, the plot incorporates tropes that we can all recognize from Dawson's Creek, popular, she's all that, can't buy me love, and of course, Grease, expertly braided together in a way that shows how much affection the show's creators, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, have for the teen drama genre, as we would later see when they adapted 21 Jump Street into a film and its sequel. And I know I took a slight risk by choosing part one of a two-part episode, particularly since I'm pretty sure Jessica hasn't watched this show, but A, Sarah and Dave have many times, and even if this didn't work on our guest, I only need two votes, and B, if this inspires Jessica to seek out part two, the season and series finales, which does pay off the Stamos plotline, <laughs> then I will have done her a service I feel she will thank me for. And that is my case for Makeover, 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 the Makeover episode. Uh, Sarah, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um... This is not my favorite Clone High episode. My favorite is either Ponce de Leon or whichever <laughs> one where Eleanor Roosevelt, the gym teacher, is like, walk away from me. <laughs> oh, slowly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this episode. The shriek of Stamos was for a while my text message alert, <laughs> and I just kept laughing and had to change it because it was happening, like, whatever, in public, and I couldn't really explain why I was giggling. Now I feel like I might have to change it back. Mm -hmm. um, I also love that Scudworth has a really long torso because so do I. <laughs> and now and then they sneak in these little things that like they're, you know, they're animated yeah. and not particularly realistically either. No. But then now and then you're like, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, this is great. This is like the perfect JFK showcase, and he always makes me laugh the most. And uh, this was really fun to revisit, and it's a yes for me. Jessica, what did you think? Um, you're correct that I had never watched the show before. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was extremely funny uh, as a history nerd myself, but also it is hard to resist a show that has five makeovers. Yes. I like one makeover, <laughs> so five makeovers is five times the fun. <laughs> Um, plus anything that references the, uh, the, I was a bet moment and she's all that mm -hmm. uh, it's totally, I'm down with. With exact dialogue yeah, from the movie. Exactly. I yes. So <laughs> I actually think they might have the F word in the movie. Oh yeah. I bet you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to go all R-rated on you, no, but, um, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was really funny and I will also vote yes. Mm. Tara. Yeah. I don't know what else to say because you pretty much clipped the whole fucking episode. I know, episode. I did. I, I actually had two more and I cut them. And I was God. like, that's as many as I can cut. I'm sorry. Ay, ay, ay. Um, but uh, it's a testament to its uh, quote worthiness that you did have so many uh, clips today. Um, we have been champion Clone High since it came out, um, since we caught it in Canada. It played in MTV here. And I don't think they ever played the last few episodes. It just ended at like episode nine in the States and they never play them so the only place you can really watch it is through methods or you know get the dvd or such yeah for a while the dvd was only available through canada's teletoon yeah order it from amazon it's such a shitty CA. made dvd too and we pass it along to so many friends to get them on the show like it's literally that and frisky dingo season one are our most lent out dvds yep. of all time yes for sure yes i uh you purchased a set for me, and yeah. <laughs> I pulled it out in order to watch it. And I'm pleased to add, 
uh, to my vote that um, my husband had never seen it before either. Uh, so technically, our marriage was not legal. Oh right? boy! Phew! <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Thank you. As the uh, subliminal message in the uh, in the uh, rock opera episode uh, tells you, uh, Principal Scudworth is your favorite character, and he's definitely my favorite <laughs> character. And what a delight it is to see him just go off the rails with like anger, depression uh, over Stamos, uh, <laughs> the and second forgetting cl- his frequent <laughs> customer subway card or yeah. whatever. You should see my car; it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, this talk uh, is going to be super confusing to anybody who hasn't seen the show. But well, it's that's a, their problem. It is their problem, and and um, I think you should rectify it if you haven't seen it. And if you love Archer, Frisky Dingo, this is sort of up there. If you love teen, um, you know, uh, romance, whether TV or film, this is going to have a lot to recommend it. If you hate watch Dawson's, yeah, yeah, and if you like uh, any of the uh, Lord Miller output on the movie side, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Twenty One Drum Street, Lego, Lego movie. movie, this is where they kind of got their start, and I still think it's their best product. Agree. And uh, a yes vote for me. So let's just make this official. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Jessica. Yes, Sarah. Yes. Clone High Season 1 Episode 10 Makeover 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 The Makeover Episode You are hereby inducted into the Extra Hot Great Canon Americans love a winner Yeah And will not tolerate a loser Nope Alright it's time for Winner and a Loser of the Week Tara who's our winner? Um, first of all, me, thank you for indulging me. That really was an excessive number of clips. <laughs> was, Agreed. I really tried to cut it down, I swear to God. And yet um, it was still shorter than my Sopranos submission, so well done. <laughs> Say, what? <laughs> also, I think it's episode 12, not 10, as you said, but it doesn't matter. Oh, Watch yes, them sorry. all. Watch yes. them all. Um, winner of the week, Bob's Burgers! Um, full disclosure, uh, two people who have previously written for Previously.tv, Michael Benner and Wendy Molino, both work on the show, and we are thrilled for them and for all our other um, friends and acquaintances and people we wish well when Bob's Burgers at the Shmemmies this weekend won Outstanding Animated Feet Yay. Series, Aww. which is very well-deserved. Such a good show. It was for the uh, for the episode Mazel Tina was the submission, and that was an ex- exceptionally really good one. So Why? That seems like that should be on the regular show. What like animation is a oh, pretty that, big that, deal now. That award should be given. Yeah, the anim- yeah. I agree, but yeah. whatever. All right. So congratulations to everyone at Bob's Burgers, and thank you for making such a great show. We love it. Yep, good job. Uh, Sarah, who's our loser? Our loser is Nicolette Sheridan, who um, I'm not an attorney, and I had to read this paragraph <laughs> in The Hollywood Reporter like three times. Here's here's what it boils down to. Okay. She's still trying to sue Mark Cherry. Oh, my God. Oh my God the second dude. court of appeals was like, girl have a seat and denied her motion for retrial or something like that. So maybe finally she's going to have to give up, but I doubt it. Mm. Oh, Nicolette. (laughs) This rings, this is strikes close to home for you because you recap this for television. I did. Yes. Yes. She maybe should just go get, another job and move on like well who would hire her after this like it's not really covering herself with um you know respectability poor nicolette that does bring up an interesting legal question which is this (laughs) uh do you know what time it is it's game time game time time. yay All right, everybody, this is the first game time of the season. Hooray! Yay! 
Today's game time is Ships Ahoy, and it comes from frequent contributor Rob Hartman, who oh. earns himself an extra credit. Redeemable for an extra hot, great mini topic of his choosing. And he's the guy who came up with um, Add a Dinosaur to a TV show and explain oh, why it makes it better. Good oh. one. So I'm looking forward to uh, yes, he does his, good his, mini his next contribution. Mm-hmm. All right. In Ships Ahoy, I am going to read you the uh, QC who uh, portmanteau <laughs> fandoms have created for relationships oh, on their shows. This is good. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'm going to read you that, and you're going to tell me the couple in question, so the two people, two yep. characters, right. and the show they are from, and you'll get two points for that. Okay. If you're, right. if you're stuck, you can ask for a clue, and I'm going to give you the show, and then you have to name me the couples, and then you'll get one point for that. Okay. All right? Got yep. it. So an example, okay. if I said uh, Dara, you would say the show is extra hot. Great. And the couple in question Aww. is Dave and Tara. Yeah. But please don't start calling so, us Dara. You guys are gross. Tave? Yeah. <laughs> Tave. I like yeah, Tave. Tave is better. Tave is better. Tave. They're yeah. both terrible. Please yeah. don't start that. All right. Dorv. Dorv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. There's 45 ships to figure out. Ooh. So let's throw it to oh. Picky 3000 <laughs> to see who's going to go first. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, no. We will start with Sarah. All right. All right. So we'll start Sweet. in New York with Sarah. We'll go to Jessica as our guest here in L.A. And then to Tara. All Are righty. we ready to play Ships Ahoy? Yes. All right. Yes. I, or should I say aye aye? <laughs> All right. We're going to start yes. everybody off with an easy one so you can get into the mood. So, Sarah. Yes. Buffy. The characters uh, in the uh, show. Spike and Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's good for two points. All right. Uh, That's Jess- good for something. Jessica. <laughs> yes. Clex. Oh, Clark and Lex from... I'm forgetting what they called it. The show, Clark and Lex. Superman oh, characters. Su- it's the Superman show on CW that I yeah. watched that Omar had to recap for like 2,000 years. He did. But I don't remember the name. Just kept going. I can't believe I already boned one. <laughs> All right, you get one point because I would have given you the clue, which is Smallville. Oh, fuck. So even though you uh, couldn't figure out the easier part of it, uh, you still get a point. Yay. All right, Tara, here's your first one. Easy into things. Mm -hmm. Jam. Jim and Pam from The Office. Good for two points. All right. Uh, All right, Sarah. Yep. Olitz. Olitz. Olitz? Olitz. Uh, O-L-I-T-Z if that helps Yes It doesn't Hint The show Scandal The relationship Between these two characters They could What? Okay Olivia and Fitz (laughs) One point And remember This is fandom This isn't like (laughs) They could be a good match On the screen They can maybe even Not ever kissed Or gone on a date On the screen Fandom knows no better It's the portmanteau itself I don't like Never mind the relationship No it's bad Okay Jessica. Yes. All right. The the portmanteau is love. L-O-V-E. Capital V. Oh, Logan and Veronica from Veronica Mars. Nice. Nice. Two points. All right. Tara? Yep. Suliet. Um, Hint. Lost. Oh. Sawyer and Juliet. One point. Back to Sarah. (laughs) Pilar. P Y L A R. Pilar. Pilar? Yep. 
What happens if I know the show and I know one character and then I don't know the other one? <laughs> That's going to get you uh, no points in the end. Okay. But maybe a Dave point. Maybe a Dave point. We'll Wait, see. Wait, but the sh- can't the show get me one point? No. No, the show is the hint. The show is the hint. Yeah. All right, it's Siler from Heroes and uh, uh, Peter. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jessica. People are perverts on the internet. That's this right. is what you cannot forget. That's right. Yes. Okay. As he slowly removed his head <laughs> and put something in his gooey brain. <laughs> um, nope. Huddy. Can I have a spell in on that? Yeah, H U D D Y. Huddy. Is your relationship portmanteau? Well, man, portmanteau is a fun Huddy. word to say. I, I need a hint for that. All right. The show is House. Oh, House. And I don't watch House, so I don't know what her name is. Aww. It's probably something. Uddy. Uddy. Cuddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never was going to get that. All right. Tara? Yeah. Murder. <laughs> um, Grey's Anatomy, Meredith, and Derek. Oh. Correct. I All think right. it's probably Mare Dare. I well, it's fun to say. Well, it is. I don't know. It is fun to say murder. murder I bet is better. That, yeah, I think murder True. is probably the way you should say it. Because well, and how you I think feel. Well, okay. As Seriously, cr- Sarah is right. What's that? Sarah said, and how you feel watching them. Palex. Palex. P a l e x. Hint. Degrassi colon the next generation. Hmm. I don't know. Want to take a guess? Other people? Nope. No. Page and Alex. Mm. Oh. Alex before my and time. Page. All right. <laughs> Jessica. Yes. I've never heard this, but then again, I don't travel in these circles. Mondler. <laughs> Monica and Chandler from Friends? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Tara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tiva. We're all tied up, by the way. Ooh. Very so, good. What was it? Uh, Tiva. T-I-V-A. Um, show. Uh, it uh, this relationship happens navally because it is oh. on NCIS. Damn it! Yeah. Um. <laughs> I want to love you on a boat out to Him sea. in Virginia. In international waters. I have no idea. We're gonna make. I want to make love to you navally. Oh. Tony and Ziva. Oh, mm-hmm. right. I don't feel well. Oh, this is a fun one to say. <laughs> uh, and who is this? This is for Sarah. For Sarah. Puckleberry. That is fun. Puckleberry? Puckleberry. Puckleberry. What's the show and who are the characters? Puckleberry. Um, I would like to know the show, please. The show is Glee. Oh. Oh. Oh, right. I got half that. Puck and Dingleberry? <laughs> well, no. Puck and Rachel Berry? <laughs> yeah, oh, Rachel Berry. Yeah, that's cutesy. That makes sense that for Glee, cute. though. All right, Jessica. Okay. Uh, Stalina. S T E L E N A. Um. Stalina. Oh, Stefan and Elena from Vampire Diaries. That Ooh. is correct. Two points in here. I was thinking Steph and Lena from The Fosters. <laughs> huh. uh, bringing us into our first score break, Tara. Yeah. Turnadet. Um. The fuck show has a Bernadette. <laughs> hint, hint, please. Oh, you gotta kick yourself. Call the midwife. Oh. Turnadet. Oh, um, Dr. Turner and Sister Bernadette. 
good for one point, taking us into our first score break. Well, Sarah has five. I have six. Jessica has seven. Woohoo! Very close game. Excellent. That's the way we like it. All right. So we're going to go back to Sarah in New York. Round two. Your portmanteau, Wincest. <laughs> Wincest. Ew. Wincest. Well, I'm going to say, I'll give you a little clue. Not quite a portmanteau. But... Yeah. Um... And by not quite, I mean it's not. It's not. It's it's Sam and Dean from Supernatural, right? Yeah. Thank you. Good for two points. All right, number 17. It's pretty good. Shenny. Can I get spelling, please? Yeah, S-H-E-N-N-Y. I think Shenny. I need the show, please. The show is Big Bang Theory. I don't watch that show, but it's <laughs> Sheldon and Penny. Nice. One point. I read Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. <laughs> Tara. Yeah. Rizzles. Rizzles. Spell. Oh, is it Rizzoli and Isles from Rizzoli and Isles? Good for two points. <laughs> nice. that's, that's pretty is, good. That's yeah. a good that's one. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> this one's fun to say. Calzona. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Calzona. Yes. Can't also sounds like, like you know, in um, dystopic futures where, you know, the United States is reformed <laughs> under, and there's like three kingdoms now. I think yeah. one of them would be called Calzona. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all like half irradiated. Yeah. Be right back. Write some fan fiction on Kindle Worlds. <laughs> um, when you're done with that, can yeah. I have the show, please? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so what happened is California. And, okay. Grey's Anatomy. Well, that doesn't help me. Cali in Arizona, yep. right? Yeah. Cali in Arizona is correct. All right, Jessica, you ready for your next one? Yes. Vincat. <laughs> Vincat. Oh. Oh. Vincent and Catherine from Beauty and the Beast. Two nice. points. Whoa. Wow. Dug into the archives for that Yeah. One. Are the characters the same in the new one? Oh, right. I forgot there was a new yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I think they are the same. Deaconette. Deaconette, Tara. Spelling, please. Deacon. E-T-T-E. Yeah. Show, please. Really? Nashville. Oh, God. Deacon and Juliet. So stupid. When they said Juliet earlier, that's what I was thinking of. One point. Yeah, one point. Uh, Olicity. Olicity. Olicity, probably, I guess. Olicity. Can you spell it for me? Yeah, sure. O-L-I-C-I-T-Y. Olicity. I don't. You're going to get thrown by this one, I think. Oh, Elicity, Elicity. You got the hint. You got the hint you can use. If the hint is Felicity, I'm probably going to have to step into traffic. Hint? <laughs> Arrow. Oh, okay. Um, uh, All. Oliver Felicity. and Felicity? Nice. <laughs> One point. All right. Thank you, unimaginative portmanteau creators. Yeah, seriously. Cyric. <laughs> oh, Cyric. I need spelling for that. All right, spelling on that, S E R I C. Um, and I need the show for that. And that is True Blood. So that would be Eric and Sookie. Nice. <laughs> one point for that one. Well done. And we're on to Tara. Yep. Who gets Fitzsimmons? Um, Fitz and Simmons from Agents of Shield. Fitzgerald and something. Two points okay. as he uh, finds his. Buzzer. Okay. 
That's Leo Fitz, Gemma Simmons from Agents of Shield. Fitzsimmons. Zade. 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 Zed, or mm. for our American friends, Z A D E. Yeah. Hmm. Can I have the show? You please? can. It is Heart of Dixie. Jessica's like, uh, yeah, mm, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, I used to. I used to watch this. I don't remember anyone's uh, name. Uh, Wade and Zelda. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, please enlighten Sarah. Zoe. Zoe. That was the Shortsy's name. I was like Rachel Bilson. Yeah, you know. I wish it was Zelda. <laughs> that would be much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and much crazier. All right. Haleb. Haleb, Jessica. H A L E B. Right, so Caleb and somebody whose name that starts with an H, um, what show is it? It is Pretty Little Liars. Oh, Hannah and Caleb. Good for one point. So fast. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Tara. Yep. Shules. Shules. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 yeah, I'll take the hint. All right. Is it Cougar Town? No, it's not. It's oh. Psych. Oh. Um, Jules and Sherman? Ooh, close. Sean and oh, Juliet. Oh, Of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to Sarah. Here's your last question before the second score break. Oh, this is a good one. Casket. <laughs> Casket. Casket? Yep. Huh. That is pretty good. Uh, I'm going to need a show, The show though. is Castle. Oh. Okay, castle <laughs> and ratchet brisket. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day point plus uh, that's Rick Castle, Kate Beckett. Oh, right, right. Castle oh. and Beckett. Didn't remember that from the two times I've watched that show. All right, Jessica, yeah. Jessica, for you. Yes, Rumbell. Can you spell that? For yeah, me? rum and then bell like the girl's name. Okay. Oh, oh, with an E on the end. My God. Two L's and an E. Got it. Uh, I need the hint, please. All right. The show in question is Once Upon a Time. Oh, I don't watch that stupid Rum show. Bell. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's Bell mm-hmm, from Eating the Beast. And Rum. Rum Tum Tugger from Cats. Oh, so close. <laughs> I don't know. Rumpelstiltskin. Oh. And Bell. Ew. Rum Bell. Yeah. Seems like Let's gr- get ready to That's Rum gross. <laughs> Sorry. Someone had to do it. Carry on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Tara. Yeah. Bring us into our score break. Okay. Oh, no. This is not a good one. Oh, no. come on, fandom. Jeez. All right. Jizbon. <laughs> oh. I agree with Dave. Do J-I-S-B-O-N. J I S B O N. Oh, that's great. Also show. available on Kindle World. Ah, uh, show. Gross. Show. Yep. Show. The Mentalist. Oh. oh. Um. I can't remember anyone's name on that show either. It's so dirty for it's CBS. Not, it's not. Simon is a real. I don't know. I have no mm. idea. Uh, Jane. Yeah. And, and Lisbon. 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 Oh, yeah, you know who's really mad at me that. right now? Olivia Kwan's mother. Oh, yuck. (laughs) Okay, score break. Um, Sarah has eight. I have 11. Jessica has 12. What? All right. Still a very close game. All right, so everybody has uh, five five questions left. All right, still anyone's game. Yay. 
All right, so we're back to Sarah. Yes. Jate. J-A-T-E. Jate? Yeah. Christ. It could be anything. Show, please. Lost. <sighs> Kate and... From Lost. Starts John. With... Oh, mm. so close. Jack. Jack. Jack and Kate. I Jack fucking hate that show. <laughs> Not It screws me at game time every time. <laughs> I think you've got two of them already. We all game. hate that show. <laughs> that was very Scudworth esque. It was. Damn it. <laughs> Sawyer. Lost. All right. Uh, for Jessica. Yes. Uh, Hodgella. Oh. I'm so disappointed. How does that get spelled? Yeah. H O D G E L A. You should see my car. Hodgella. That is so nonsense. Hodgella. Um, I need the show, please. Bones. Oh, I haven't watched that show in like 10 years. Um, Hodgins and Ella. <laughs> and who? Ella. Angela. Oh, Angela. It all just came back to me. All right. Sorry. Sarah. Nope. Nope. Tara. Yes. Oh, this is a good one. Chair. Spelling, please. Yeah, like the thing you said. <laughs> oh, um, show. Oh, you, Gossip Girl. You know this. Chair. Oh, Chuck and Blair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been a while. It kind of fell out of my head. I know. One point. All right. Oh, a tough one. A tough one for Sarah. Not really. John Locke. John Locke. <laughs> John Locke. The show and the oh, characters. Oh, of course. For this Don't. inevitable <laughs> fanfic. No, Sarah, you know this one. Yeah, you know it. John Locke? John Locke, yeah. Just like it sounds. John Locke. What do you think? Uh, hint. Sherlock is the show. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. John Watson and Sherlock Holmes. Good was, for one point. Not Shirtson? I was hoping it was John Locke and himself from Lost again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah, I bet. Wonder. I, I want. You think there's fanfic where John Locke kind yes. of comes in? Yeah, I'm sure. Whatever the end of that yes. plays third chair. Yes. Yeah. And speaking about chair, chair comes in. Yes. And there's four. Lock. There's four couples. <laughs> yes. All right, Jessica's yes, turn. I'm ready. Uh, you can find that and many more titles, including <laughs> the erotic courtship of <laughs> blah, blah, blah. chairs and locks. Okay, Sturick. Uh, Sturick. S T E R E K. Sturick. S T. Um, show? Teen Wolf. Oh, I don't watch that dumb show. Actually, I did watch some of it and it was kind of secretly entertaining, but you didn't hear that from me. Um, I'm going to say it's Eric and Stephanie. <laughs> Styles and Derek. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. All right. So on to Tara. Yep. Uh, Ica Abby. Icabby. Icabby. Oh. Ichabod and Abby from Sleepy Hollow. Good for two. So we're back to Sarah. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing this right, but so I'm going to spell it. Uh, it says bro TP, but <laughs> is that right, Tara? I don't know. Oh, okay. B O R capital T capital P. B O R or B R O? Oh, sorry. B R O. What did I say? B O R? Yeah. B R O. Bro TP. Yeah. Capital T capital mm-hmm. P. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's a show Tara watches. I kind of gave that away. Oh. Or had watched. Maybe it's not on the air anymore. I've said too much. <laughs> not enough, though. Yeah. Can I have a hint, please? Yes. The show is How I Met Your Mother. 
This is a tough Overwatch to fight. It's not really a yeah. And I saw every episode. You got another one, kind of like a win Wincest. This is sadly I knew that one. Yeah, this is Barney and Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Don't ask me how that works. What is the where are the one true pairing OTP? Oh, of course. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. All right, Jessica. Yes. Not you guys. GSR. GSR? Yeah. <laughs> I need the show for sure. GSR comes from CSI. Oh, God. I don't watch that either. Um, um, I have no idea. Mm. Gil and Sarah? Yeah. Oh. Grissom and Sarah. They're just being cute by calling GSR? CSI, I guess. People. Yeah. That's cutesy. All right, Tara. Yep. Um, Trobed. Can you spell that, please? Yeah. T-R-O-B-E-D. Trobed. Troy and Abed from Community? Oh, my God. Two points. Well done. All right. uh, Let's see. So we're back to Sarah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jelliot. 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 Yep. Hmm. Hint. Scrubs. JD and Elliot? Nice. That's good for one point. I'll dig it. Okay. Jessica? Yes. Tillo. Tara and Willow from Buffy? Two points. Tara? Yep. Captain Swan? Uh. Uh. <laughs> Captain Swan. It's from Once Upon a Time, I think. And it's Captain Hook and Someone Swan, but I don't know which Swan. I don't know her name. Very close, but not close enough. It mm. was once upon a time. Captain Hook, Emma Swan. Emma. Emma Swan. Emma Swan. Leah's even madder at me now. You're missing all the shows I, I love. Know. Last question, everybody. Oh. Last question. Sarah? Clane. Yep. Clane. K-L-A-I-N-E. Clane. Uh, since it doesn't matter, fuck it. Kramer and Elaine from <laughs> ah, I love that answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> Incorrect. That should be correct. That should be. Uh, let's give two day points for that answer. Uh, that's Glee, Kurt, and Blaine. Oh, oh. The other's so much better. Yeah, yes. that was. That was fantastic. Uh, all right, here's your uh, last Sawyer! <laughs> here's your last one, uh, Jessica? Yes. Will Willicia. Willicia. Oh, Will and Alicia from yes, Good Wife. Alicia. I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. But yes, correct. Two points. Let's get the score break Whoop. before Tara answers. We are now tied. <gasps> All right, so Tara's got to get uh, something here for the win. Janto. Hmm. Yeah, forget it. You're never going to get it. Okay, what's the show? <laughs> the show is Torchwood. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and Lanto or. I Anto. I can't tell what it's supposed to be. In a million years, would I've gotten that? No, one. sorry, don't watch. Apologies, Torchwood <laughs> fans. I don't know what that's. I, I'm going to say uh, it might be Ian too. Who knows? Okay. I've murdered it twelve different ways by now. All right, so that means it's a tie between Jessica and Tara. Oh my god! Yes. Do we go to a tiebreaker? Yes, we do. We do go to a tiebreaker, and since you're both in the same uh, room, we can do first to shout out wins. Because we're not dealing with the delay. Okay. So here's how it's going to wor- work. I am just going to read very quickly the portmanteau. First person to shout out. How do you want to do it? Show. First person to shout out the show wins. Or do you want to do the whole thing? Let's do the whole thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be crazy. All right. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Kitsha. 
What? I don't know. How does that even... What? Kitcha. Kitcha? Kid. K-Y-D-D. Shaw. Uh, uh, All right. And I'm going to start giving more hints. That's got to be from Once Upon a Time or something. Um, all Not right. if he thinks we're both going to get it. I guess. These are last names. Somebody Shaw and somebody Kid. I have no idea. I don't know this one. A show you both watch. Who's this A show kid? you both covered, recapped, or otherwise. What? Dawson's Creek? No. Um, uh, so I'm out. She gets the next guess. No. Well, we got to get a right answer. Okay. A show we both covered. Shaw. Yeah. Uh, let me give a, a hint that won't super duper give it away. Uh, takes place in the past. Doesn't everything. Um, you get one free guess before we open it back up. It's very exciting. Yeah. I thought you were going to get this right away, but I can see why you might not. This last name business. Uh, <laughs> Do you know it? Sarah? Are you going insane because you know it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Do you have a hint for them? Um. Wait, do you have a guess, Jessica? No. Okay, give him a hint. It's an alternate universe of a show that exist that already existed. What? Really? Different show, same character. <laughs> Everybody who's listening to this, who's figured it out. <laughs> Is going bonkers in right the now, 1980s. yelling at their. Yeah. Oh, Carrie Bradshaw and what's his name from the Carrie Diaries? Oh, good enough. Yay! Good enough. <laughs> That's Sebast- oh, Sebastian Kidd. Kid. Of course. Carrie Bradshaw, known as Kidshaw from the Carrie oh, Diaries. I thank you for giving it to me for what's his name. No, that's good enough. Oh, nice. Valued guest. Oh, well, we had to end the show, so I'm going to say two out of the three pieces of information were All good right. enough. Thank we can't, you. We can't let Tara swoop in, swoop in after that uh, with the point. I had no idea. All right, that's it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. We Yay. sank our teeth into the juicy cook-to-order 13th season <laughs> of Project Runway with a complimentary basket of bottomless fries. You kind of want to go to Red Robin now. Mmm, bottomless fries only at Red Robin. Visit redrobin.com for local <laughs> locations today. Bottomless. International correspondent Liv reported on the latest face-off episode before we went around the dial with stops at Utopia, Rectify, Kindle Worlds, and The Quest. Tara successfully pitched us the penultimate episode of Clone High. For the canon, we crowned winners and losers of the week. And Jessica putting the first point... On the board, for value guests, was the winner of this season's first game time. Remember, we're listening. I am David T. Cole, and on behalf of Tara Ariano, Neoprene, Sarah D. Bunting, your mom's a butt bag, and Jessica Morgan. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time right here on Extra Hot Great. Red Robin is definitely the place to go for a great tasting burger. We have over 24 burgers to choose from, but we're always looking to put a twist on things. You want a burger topped with a slice of grilled pineapple or a fried egg on top? Not a problem. We even have a burger for people who don't eat meat. (laughs) That's great.
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 